I love it. You're allowed to have fun in church. Amen? Church is a place where you can come to grow, where you can come uh, to get closer to to your heavenly Father, and it's a place that you can come and have a great time. Where else would we rather be than to be here in the things of God and to grow in the things of God? Uh, You guys, welcome to Sunday night service. Uh, For those of you that are on Facebook or YouTube, we love you. Thanks for being part of our church family. For you guys that are here, the faithful Sunday night Christians, thank you. Uh, I'm Pastor Chip. I get to hang out with the youth and young adults. Uh, If I haven't had the chance to meet you, I would love to meet you after service. Uh, But we are just so blessed that you are here tonight. Healing school is always uh, super fun to teach because it's good to grow in faith. Do you guys like to grow in faith? Growing in faith is important. Uh, I have a good friend. His name's Garrett. You guys may have heard him teach a few times in here, and he always takes us when he starts healing school to Acts 10.38. So that's where I want to start with you guys. And it says this, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. Say power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good and healing. Healing is good. Amen? Hebrews 13.8 says this, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Isn't it a good promise to know that the same Jesus that walked this earth doing healing miracles uh, during the times of the Bible, that same Jesus is the same Jesus yesterday, today, and forever, and what he wanted then, he wants now. That healing power that he walked about and anointed people with while he was here, that is the same power that lives in you and I. Aren't you glad that we have a healing Savior? Aren't you glad that healing is part of the kingdom of God? Guys, that's something we're supposed to walk in, right? I I think sometimes um, it helps when you get to hear a healing testimony. If you guys had people be able to speak testimonies into your lives, uh, and a lot of the times we we read things in the Bible, uh, especially when we're younger, we read some of the stories like David and Goliath and just think it's a far off, almost on the same scale as a fairy tale. Like we we, kind of set these things like it's happening to someone else, that it's for someone else. We don't really take grip sometimes on the things that this Bible is real and it applies to our lives today. The word of God is true, and Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I wanted to talk to you guys tonight, um, but I figured what I would do is start with uh, a testimony that's near and dear to my heart. Um, In 2017, it was August 2017, my stepmom was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, It was uh, in August, they found about a one-inch tumor on her breast, and if any of you guys have ever dealt uh, with a family member that's had cancer, or especially breast cancer, the the doctor's answer right away is, get rid of it, let's cut it out, let's let's do chemo, let's do radiation, let's just get right after it. Um, So they went to the doctor, and the doctor found this, and that was their remedy. Act immediately, act now, act swift. We got to get this before you die, right? Like sky is falling. The whole world is is caving in on you. You're about to die uh, is really what it makes it seem like. But they don't know that we have a report from the Heavenly Father that says we are healed by the stripes of Jesus. They don't know that same report. And you guys, I think it's, it's something to remember that when you walk around in this world, not everybody has their faith placed in the same thing as you do. Right, you, you, We go to doctors, and I love doctors, but not all of them are built up in faith to where they can grab their hand and pray with you. Thank God for praying doctors. Thank God for doctors who are led by the Spirit of God. But it was uh, August of 2017, they found about a one-inch tumor on her breast, and the doctor wanted to act now. Um, but my stepmom... Uh, instead of just, just doing exactly what they wanted, instead of just jumping in, have you guys ever made decisions a little too early and it was the wrong decision? Right? And when your life is on the line, can I encourage you? Don't rush the decision. 
right? When there's, when there's something coming against you or it doesn't, it doesn't seem like this is how things are supposed to be, you don't have to jump to a conclusion. You don't have to take the first answer that comes about. Take time and get with the Heavenly Father. Uh, so they decided instead of acting quickly or out of fear, how many know that sometimes when dealing with sickness, we make decisions based out of fear? Right? I think we, we can all raise our hand and say guilty at some point or other in our lives that we've made that decision uh, based out of fear. And God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and a sound mind. So they decided uh, that they would seek God for what to do in this situation. My stepmom was a preacher's daughter. So she grew up in faith. I think they were deep Pentecostal. You know what I mean? So she, she knows what we're talking about, being led by the Spirit. And then my dad grew up spiritually here uh, at Foothill Family Church under Pastor Mike. And they decided that they were not going to let fear influence the decision. Right? If, if, if the, if the mastec mastectomy, is that how you say it? If that's the right decision, we're going to make sure that God is backing us on this decision instead of just rushing into it. Um, and as they waited and uh, they were praying about it and just kind of, you know, sometimes we have to get quiet and be still and know that he is God. Amen. We have to let God be God instead of trying to figure it all out on our own. And they took some time in, in one of the days where she was just kind of in this, this waiting period and, and, and looking for some direction. Um, she came across uh, some alternate forms of treatment from another Christian person uh, who had, who had uh, with Jesus walking hand in hand and these other types of treatments, was able to overcome cancer. So they, they started looking at things like that and, and decided after after a week or two, that this was going to be the route that they were going to take. That this is what God was pushing them to do. It's where they felt led to do it. There was just no comfort and no peace uh, about uh, letting the doctor do what they wanted to do. Instantly, you know, cut it out and then go right on chemo radiation. There was just never a peace about that solution. Um, so they decided to go this other route that included diet and supplements, but above all else, trusting God. You guys remember the story Pastor Mike has told uh, about the, it was a missionary that was, uh, I think, in, in South America, and we kept getting sick, and he was, you know, God, what, what do I do? And God just said, simply put salt on your food. You guys remember that story? Pastor Mike has told that a whole bunch, and what a, what a practical thing, and what a good thing for us to understand that God can actually use practical, everyday things to make a difference in our lives as well. Right, so when she came across uh, this thing for, uh, for diet and for supplements to help as well, uh, first and foremost, faith is in God. Right, anybody without God is just gonna go chase the immediate uh, fix that the doctor recommends. Um, but they stood in faith and they continued in faith and felt that they were supposed to do this other treatment. And if you ever wanna make your doctor mad, tell them you're gonna trust in God instead of do what they recommended you do. So their doctor fired them, is the words of my dad. Their doctor fired them uh, and, and basically said, I can't help you anymore. If you're not going to do what I've told you to do, there's nothing I can do for you. Um, and, and another point in the story, they also had a lot of friends that said, you're making the wrong decision. You guys ever stood in faith and had even the closest people to you let you know that you were making the wrong decision? I think it happens a lot. We have young people that do it a lot. They know where God's leading them, but they have friends that they're trying to impress. Maybe coworkers for you guys that you're trying to impress or, uh, or, or whatever the situation may be where we let them change our mind and not follow what God has put on our heart. Uh, so they had friends that were trying to pull them away. And it had to be one of those get behind me Satan moments that Jesus had. Uh, you know, friends may mean well, but they're not always gonna point you in the right direction. Uh, you guys know that the Bible says there is no counsel against the Lord. Do you know that? So, so don't let a doctor or don't let your friends change your mind when God is leading you in a direction. Follow what he has for you. Amen? 
So they were confident that God was leading them to, to battle cancer this way. Uh, so they did everything they could. They dove in head first. Because when God's leading you somewhere, it's not just a haphazard thing. Right? When, when he's called you to do something, he expects your best in that situation. That's how he is glorified. We give him our best in everything that we do. So even in this situation where they're, they're looking at not doing the traditional medical treatments, they decided to dive in and educate themselves, my stepmom and my dad, and educate themselves the best way that they could. He has your best when God's leading you to do something. Your best gives him glory. It's not that they were losing faith in God and just had to try to dive into all these other things, these other treatments. It was God leading them in an area, and they wanted to be the best that they could in that area because that's where God was leading them. Do you see that? So they did that, and after about a year, the original diagnosis uh, was in August of 2017, and now it's time for another uh, MRI, and this is September of 2018, and the results were not ideal. The mass had grown about a half an inch, uh, and, and guys, let me encourage you. I know we believe the report of the Lord above all else. But sometimes things can, can seem discouraging, right? We know that we fight from a place of victory, but when things don't go our way, sometimes it can be a little discouraging, especially if you're in the middle of a faith fight. But keep fighting because we know that victory comes. Amen? So September 2018, the results aren't ideal. The mass had grown about a half inch. And, uh, they, and my dad you know, had grown up here spiritually, not physically. He was older when he started coming here. Uh, but they knew that once you pray and ask God for something, now your daily routine is thanking him and praising him for the answer. You guys know that that's how that works, right? You don't keep asking over and over because if you're asking over and over, it means you didn't really believe the first time. Think about it with your little kids. Um, I have a five-year-old and for whatever reason, the past two days, she's sounded like a parrot, it's just the same thing. She keeps coming back, asking the same question. Same question. Daddy, can we do the slip and slide? I said, in a little bit, Carson. Daddy, can we do the slip and slide? Two minutes later. Daddy, can we do the slip and slide? In a minute, Carson. In a minute. In a minute. See, I hadn't given her an answer, so she had nothing to put her faith in. Right? So she kept coming back. But if I had said, so finally I changed it. And she said, Daddy, can we do the slip and slide? I said, don't ask me again. It was about 1 o'clock. I said, we're going to do it at 2 o'clock, Carson. She goes, oh, that's so long. How, how many times do we do that with God? Right? We keep asking him, asking him, asking him. He gives an answer. We're like, ugh, that's not what we wanted. Either way, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where if she had faith in me, and she does, once I told her 2 o'clock, at least she understood it was going to happen. Right? But God said that we are healed by the stripes of Jesus, so that means for you and I that it's going to happen. It's not a matter of if, just a matter of when. We're watching Pastor Mike walk out this battle, and what an amazing testimony that it's been. You guys have been around. Most of us have been around for the start and the middle and the soon-to-be end of this thing. Amen? We've been around long enough to watch uh, our pastor continue the, by, through faith and patience to inherit the promise of healing. And so sometimes the reports may not always line up and say what we want, but we have to have faith that we have that victory. So they continued to thank God. That's where we started. Continue to thank God and praise him for the answer, even though the results said that it was growing. And then in July of 2019, that's this year. You guys believe it's 2019? Wow. It's been about two years' time, and it was about time for another MRI. And uh, knowing the results of the last MRI, uh, they stood knowing that God was bigger than any report. They had to have faith in that. Uh, selfishly and kind of understandably, they wanted to see some progress in the test results. Right? I think if you're going through any battle, you want to see that you're trending in the right direction. 
Pastor Mike gave a message a, a little while ago about, and then suddenly, and suddenly, how God works in the suddenly. Um, we know that Jesus uh, is the victory. With Jesus, the victory is won. Uh, and they wanted to see some progress, but they were encouraged and knew that God is the healer and the restorer, and that he is the God of more than enough. Amen. Uh, we have a God who does exceedingly more than we could hope or ask for. So don't be afraid to ask, because he's going to do even more. So while we wanted to see some results uh, during this MRI, God was doing so much more. And the results on the MRI came back, uh, and a little, while, a little while later, the results came back. And a two-year spirit-led battle with cancer ended with victory in the name of Jesus, and the tumor was gone. You guys, this is not a far-off story. This is my stepmom. Right, it's not some far removed, my, my uncle's third sister's second cousin's twin brother's aunt. It's not a far off story that we're chasing way down the line. This is, you know me, and I hope you know me well enough to trust the words that I'm saying, and this is my stepmom and my dad that fought this battle, and the tumor is gone. And, and I love this story because there's so many biblical principles that are at play watching these things come to pass. I, ho I hope that that story encourages you, but one of the things that I want you to get out of that story is don't get in a hurry. We saw at the beginning that the doctor wanted to act swiftly and act now. Man, think of the difference in her life. Think of the difference of the testimony that would be there if we would have just done what the doctor said. Again, go to the doctor. I'm not saying don't go to the doctor, but be spirit-led in everything that you do, even concerning decisions with your doctor. We're talking about uh, whether to homeschool or not, vaccinate or not. Don't make any decisions based out of fear and don't make them just on a whim. Right? Be led by the Spirit of God so you can know in full confidence that he's got your back in whatever decision that you would make. So don't be in a hurry. Don't get out ahead of God. When people speak against your decision, know that that's going to be a battle that you're going to face. Right? Walking with God is not always the popular decision. You might have the best well-meaning people uh, in your life, people that you trust with everything, and then the moment you tell them what God has on your heart for you to do, they tell you all the reasons that it can't work. All the reasons, well, you know, I had somebody that had breast cancer and died. Well, hallelujah, thank God for sharing. And, and cancer is not, not a joking matter at all, but our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, and our God is not a respecter of persons, so if he did it for my stepmom, he will do it for you. He has done it for you and the people that you have in your life that are going through these things, these sicknesses. One of the things that they had to do, especially when friends were coming against them, and, and I'm so grateful to be raised. I was raised here, so I'm so grateful for that because it's instilled in me a faith and a belief in the truth of God's word that no matter what other people say, I know what my God says. Right? And part of growing up and part of being a young person, even into early adulthood, into whatever age you consider me now, it's always been uh, having to guard your heart. Guard your hearts and your minds because people in this world are speaking so many things. How many, I mean, you can, you can post one comment on Facebook and have every single person have a different idea or opinion on what you should do. I'm part of the Foothill Ranch Neighborhood Watch, and when there's a coyote, it's like Jesus is coming back. Coyote on Alton Parkway. <sighs> guard your dog, right? That's <laughs> what they say. But we have an enemy that's out there, and our part is to guard our hearts. And sometimes the people in our lives that we love the most, they, they don't understand 
what they are doing, right? When we have that story, when Jesus told him to get behind me, Satan, he's talking to one of the guys that he loved the most. There was a story that Pastor Mike told. It was um, one of my favorite stories. It was a friend of theirs. It was a big, scrapping, healthy, young preacher. Um, and all of a sudden just got sick and just kept going downhill. He was a, a big, strong guy like Pastor Mike's son, Adam, a big, strong guy and just withered away and uh, got to the point where he was unconscious, just laying in bed, whether at the hospital or at, at their home. I'm not sure how the story goes. But he would tell the story that when people would come in and just sympathize with the situation, how it got really comfortable. And it was almost like this little snuggly thing got up right next to him and kept him and made him feel really good. But then when people that would walk in that believed like his wife did, thank God for praying spirit-filled wives, amen. When his wife would walk in with people that were filled with the spirit and believed what the word said and spoke the word over him, it wasn't comfortable, but he could feel himself getting charged up. Well, he made a miraculous recovery to be able to say that. But in the interim, it had caused a problem in the family because the wife had to kick several family members out and say, don't come visit. You're doing us no good. Don't come visit unless you're going to be in faith. Wow. But what a difference it made that that little snuggly sympathy feeling wasn't there. The truth of God's word was building him up and encouraging him. And sometimes getting built up being strengthened isn't always the most comfortable. Does anybody in here lift weights with the purpose of getting stronger? Some of you, right? When you're trying to build muscle to get stronger, you lift weights and it tears those muscles down, then they get built up more. It's not a fun process, right? It's, it's a tiring process. It's an uncomfortable process sometimes, but the end result is you growing and being strengthened. And so the moments that this guy was most comfortable were the moments that he kept declining. And then those moments of faith that his wife was speaking, that the family members that were faith believers were speaking when they would come in. They weren't comfortable moments, but that's what helped restore him, that unwavering faith. So guard your heart and guard the words that you're letting into your life and don't lose hope. I think sometimes we can get impatient with God. We can get impatient with each other, that's for sure. And sometimes when I'm, when I'm talking to you and I tell this story, this was a two-year start-to-finish story uh, I guess the story doesn't end because we're continuing to walk in divine health to this day, amen. That was just a few months ago uh, that we got that report. I remember getting the, the report via text message, and the way that my dad worded it, the, my, my two brothers and I were like, uh, does that mean it's gone? <laughs> I don't know how he worded it, but it was worded kind of like questionably. And then when we, my older brother wrote back and said, that's cool, but does that word mean that the tumor's gone? My dad wrote back, yes, it's gone in Jesus' name, Amen. And what an amazing thing to be able to share with your family, right? To have, uh, to watch the steps of faith walk out, knowing that God always comes through, but sometimes we lack the patience to inherit that promise. So I don't know what two years, when I say two years, some of us, when I think two years related to my kids, it feels like it was just yesterday. But when you're battling something or walking through a faith battle, that two years can feel like a real long time. But do not lose heart. Do not get discouraged. Through faith and patience, we inherit the promise. Pastor's always talking about Hebrews 10.23 that says, let us hold fast the profession or the confession of our faith. You guys, what you believe and you say, that's super important. Hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Aren't you glad we serve a faithful God? He said that healing is yours, and he paid for it, and he will bring it to pass. 
Jesus, who went about doing good and healing all. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's a song that we used to sing. I'm getting ready to sing for you. Can you tell? There's a song that we used to sing. Um, I don't know if it was here. I grew up, so I started coming here when we were eight. And some of those old songs, I miss some of those old songs. Don't some of you miss some of those old songs? The power of your love, right? Come on, let's get some of these old songs that we just used to sing. There was a song that we used to sing called, He'll Do It Again. And he'll do it again. He's the same now as then. We may not know how. You may not know when. But he'll do it again. You guys remember these songs? I just, whenever I hear a testimony, and whenever I'm battling something in my family or, or myself, these are the things that I, that I remember. That my God is faithful. That if he's done it for someone else, he's, he's going to do it for you. That same price that he paid for my stepmom, he paid for your healing. How do we take hold of it? By faith and by patience, we inherit the promises, what the Bible says. And he will do it again. If he did it for her, he'll do it for you. Uh, you guys, Pastor Mike this morning uh, read from 1 Timothy 6, 12, and it's fight the good fight of faith. Do you remember that? If you, did, if you weren't here this morning, go back and listen. It was amazing. Uh, Miss Beth got up during worship and started preaching some of my sermon. Pastor Mike got up and started preaching some of my sermon. I'm like, go to your undisclosed location already. <laughs> Going to give away my whole message, Pastor Mike. But it's awesome how the Spirit does that. Right where you start, uh, you start worshiping and studying, and, and it is an honor to be here to get to speak in the pulpit that Pastor Mike has here, that God has anointed him to be here. What an honor it is for me to speak to you guys. So it is no wonder that sometimes that same Holy Spirit that lives in both of us is leading us the same way. So when he was talking this morning about fight the good fight of faith, lay hold and take hold of eternal life, one of the things I want you guys to understand this evening is that you are called to fight. Now, don't, don't start freaking out. I'm not going to ask you to go get in a fist fight in the parking lot. But you are called to fight, and you do not have to be afraid. Isn't it nice to know that you are in the Lord's army, and whatever battle that he is in, he wins? You're on the winning team, guys. So you do not have to be afraid to fight, because we fight from that place of victory. Not a question mark if victory is going to be ours, but we fight from that place of victory if you happen to be walking outside and somebody walked up and challenged you to a fight, they said, in three weeks' time, we're going to have a fight, you and me. There's going to be no rules. Okay, don't, don't punch me in the face. I'm too pretty. There's going to be no rules, but I'm going to fight you. I think there was actually a movie about this. It was two dads that were pre- preparing to fight to see who was tougher because both the kids thought that their dads were really weak. Either way. If somebody came up and said, I'm going to fight you, and they said in three weeks, would you just be like, okay, and then on that day, just show up for the fight? Or would you just do your best Rocky Balboa montage, right? Would you, would you fly over to Russia during Christmas time and like work out in the snow and lift logs? I think I was Rocky four, maybe two. I don't know. They all run together. But the whole point of this, if you know that there's a fight coming, would you prepare would you prepare for the fight? Or would you be the person that the day of the fight, you're walking up to the, to the ring about to fight this guy with how to box for dummies on YouTube? 
right? Trying to just get one little, one little thing that I can try to use. There's a preparation that should come when you're preparing for a fight. And guys, it says fight the good fight of faith. So that means we should prepare. Pastor mentioned the armor of God in Ephesians 6. And at the end of that passage, it says, having done all to stand, stand therefore. Guys, there's a preparation when it comes to being ready to stand in your faith battle. It's not just a, a guess or, hey, I'm just going to kind of swing by. Guys, I went to college. There's plenty of classes that I just swung by. It's amazing what they let pass in college these days. But if you had a battle coming and your life was on the line, would you prepare for it? Or would you just sit back and just wait for that day to come and just get punched right in the mouth? Guys, there's a, there's a preparation that takes place for us to stand. If we are called to fight that fight of faith, maybe for some of us, we're here at Healing School because right now our, our faith fight concerns our healing and our health. If we have a fight coming, we should prepare. If your fight is sickness, we have this verse, James 5, 15. says, the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. If you guys go back and look at that verse, there is no guesswork in that verse. The, fair, the, the faith prayer or the prayer of faith shall or will save the sick. That's what that means. And the Lord shall, will raise him up. Guys, if we are fighting the fight of faith and the prayer of sick saved, is what saves the sick, being strong in faith must be important. Do we see this? We see how these verses work together. Let's go to James 1 real quick. I don't know why I brought the smallest Bible that I have to try to read in front of you guys. We'll start in James 1. We'll start in verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trine of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. And it goes on to say, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all men liberally, liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given unto him. Verse 6 says, let him ask in faith, with nothing wavering. You guys know the verse that pastor talks about in Mark 11, having the God kind of faith. Have faith in God means have the God kind of faith. And I have a question for you, because I think sometimes we, we talk about being humble, or we focus on meekness and all, and all these things uh, when it comes to growing in the things of the Spirit. But when we're looking at faith, we're looking at an unwavering faith here in James. We're looking at uh, the faith of God or the God kind of faith in Mark 11. My question would be, is the God kind of faith weak or strong? And of course, that answer is it's strong. If you're in Mark 11, let's go there real quick. We'll read these scriptures. If you've been here for more than 30 minutes, you've heard these scriptures preached here before. And you're never going to stop hearing them. Mark 11, 23. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain... Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. 
Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Guys, does that sound like a strong or a weak statement? Sounds like a very strong statement. A lot of definitives in there, right? In describing the God kind of faith, it is a very strong and a very direct faith. Nothing left for question. So how do we get there? You guys know these verses. Romans 10, 17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You guys, the word is so important to your faith fight. Healing scriptures, if that's what your faith fight is right now, are so important to your faith battle. My dad and stepmom knew the word and they had a foundation to fight from. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Do not ever stop hearing the word of God. Guys, preparing for this faith fight means you're going to have to be in the word. You're going to have to be in the word day and night, meditating in the word, speaking the word, saying it over and over and over. And then go ahead and flip to Jude. There's only one chapter in Jude. This is something that I was reading the other week, and it just really struck me. And I can't seem to get away from it. If you're looking for Jude, you can go all the way to Revelation and go back one page. There's one chapter in Jude, so if you're looking it up on the computer, it's usually Jude 1.20 is what we're going to look at. It's important, this is an important thing for us to see. So we're talking about faith comes by hearing the word, but Jude 1.20 says this, but you, beloved, is that you? Are you loved by the Father? Yes, you are. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, Building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Do you guys see that? Faith comes by hearing. Do you know when you sit in church every week, you have a choice? When you sit in church every week, you have a choice to whether you hear or not? Building up yourselves on your most holy faith. You guys, there is a, a purposeful point to you guys having faith. Right? When you sit in church... You're here to hear and to listen and to grow and to be equipped to go out and do the work of the kingdom. So we're talking about here, building up yourselves. There's a point of this where you have something to do. Let me ask you this question. Did God make you get saved? No, you had a part to play, right? And that's the same thing when it comes to our faith. If you want faith to come, you have to hear the word. And that just doesn't mean you put on a podcast and go on doing whatever else you want to do for the rest of the day. That means you are actively attentive and hearing and listening to the word of God and letting it make a difference in you. I think if you are married, you've probably had plenty of conversations with your spouse where you have heard them, but not heard a word that they were saying, right? Sometimes I know that uh, my wife is a teacher and sometimes she is nose deep in that grade book or grading the things that she has to do. And I'll, I'll say a whole three minute spiel about how my day was and she'll be like, uh-huh, and I'll be like, no, I, I asked you a question. Oh, what was it? And she doesn't do it on purpose. And, and believe me, I could tell the story the opposite as well. Plenty of times that I have done that, where, where, where I hear, but I'm not hearing. So let me encourage you, when you come to church, when you come to healing school, when you come hear about the Holy Spirit, what an amazing series that we've had on Wednesday nights, come expecting and come to hear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Everybody do this. Do you have an ear? So come hearing, 
God gave you the ability to hear, so come and put that to use where you can come here and grow in the things of God. But we also have a responsibility here to build yourself up on your most holy faith. Guys, this Christian walk is not just a passive ride in the sleigh behind Santa. That's not how this works. This is a hand in hand, feet on the ground. I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir, let's go. It is a hand in hand fight, a hand in hand faith fight where you're walking right with your heavenly father. And you have a purpose in this. You have a responsibility to build yourself up in your most holy faith. Prepare for your faith battle. How? What does the rest of the verse say? Verse 20 says this, by praying in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is important, amen? By praying in the Holy Ghost, you can build yourself up. You can build up, charge up, strengthen yourself in faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. Guys, it is okay to be strong in the Lord. He calls us to grow up into him in all things. And the Bible says that our sufficiency, in 2 Corinthians 3, 5, says our sufficiency is in God. You guys, you want to build yourselves up in faith? Young people, we always ask for boldness. The Bible tells us to, to ask for boldness, but we always want boldness. We want opportunities to go and speak, but half the time we're not willing to build ourselves up in faith to take a hold of those opportunities. I think if I asked all of us in here, there was times in our lives that God had someone on our heart to either reach out via phone call or email or walk right up to that person and talk to them. And we haven't done it because we were scared, right? The spirit has tried to be leading us, but we weren't built up in faith to trust that God was gonna show up in that situation. So we walked away and let that person go unministered to at that moment, right? Thank God that he is bigger than any just one of us, right? So that where we've missed it, God makes other opportunities for these people to come and know his love and purpose for him. But don't forget that we have a purpose here that there is a purposeful thing that we are doing, and that's building yourselves up in your most holy faith. Guys, this isn't an arrogance, but this is a responsibility. If you're going to be an equipped soldier, there's training that goes into it. I love our security ministry that we have here at the church. It's been amazing to be part of that, but can I tell you that we don't just sit around and, and watch people. There's active training that goes on to make you better at what you do. If you were preparing for a fight, you wouldn't just sit there. You would go prepare. If you have the opportunity to build yourself up in your most holy faith, why would you not do it? I think a lot of the times we just want to sit back on cruise control and let God do everything. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Yes, it sure does. The Bible says, wait on the Lord. Yes, it does, but it doesn't mean you can be lazy. That doesn't mean that you don't have a part to play. The Bible says if you, if you lack wisdom, let him ask. If you want the Holy Spirit, he said he gives it to those who ask. There's a part in a preparation that you have in this Christian life. When we're talking about being built up in faith, there is a part that you have to play. And I love that it doesn't say, cliffhanger, we're going to make you guess about it. It says if you want to build yourself up in your most holy faith, what do you do? Pray in the Holy Ghost. Guys, there's a large part of our church family, not here, but churches across the nation that, that don't talk about praying in the Holy Ghost. And that is such a bummer because if you want your faith to grow, if you want yourself to be built up in faith, it comes by praying in the Holy Ghost. But we're afraid to talk about them. 
I was talking to the, the youth group on a Sunday night a couple weeks ago um, about conversations that you have about the Holy Spirit with other people. Man, in the, in the Holy Spirit, you could ask a bunch of different people outside and they'd have no idea. You can ask even people that have been church their entire life and it's like, well, I, I don't want people to think I'm crazy. You know, can I, can I make you a promise? And I made the same promise to the youth group and to the young adults group that when you decide to bring someone to church for the first time here, guaranteed Miss Beth is going to come up and, and spend some time speaking in tongues. And I, hey, can I be the first one to tell you that used to freak me out? I used to be like, oh, no. I love you, Miss Beth, but do you, do you not see these new people that I brought with me today? Right? I can tell by your chuckles that I'm not the only one. But here's what I want to encourage you guys, and I was encouraging the youth and the young adults. That's a place that we need to be built up in faith so that we have a ready defense, right? So that when our friends are sitting at the lunch table across from us after church and there's a giant Holy Ghost elephant in the room, what was that lady saying? You know, they talked about it in their car on the way down to the food court, but they don't want to bring it up with you. But when, they bring, when you have the chance to sit down and say, wasn't that amazing? Did you, guys, did you guys hear the Holy Spirit? That was, that was speaking in tongues. That's what the Bible talks about in Acts, about speaking in tongues. And they're like, that's in the Bible? Yes, it's in the Bible. Do you guys know speaking in tongues and being filled with the Holy Spirit is all throughout the Bible? But there's a preparation that comes so we can be ready to step out in faith during those conversations. But we don't build ourselves up in faith to be ready to give this defense. And look what they're missing out on building themselves up in their most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. Faith comes by hearing the word, and you build up your faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. You know what's really cool is the Holy Spirit always leads you into all truth, always guides you and directs you back to the word of God. And that's where your faith comes. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, the Holy Spirit. You build yourself up by praying in the Holy Ghost. And where does he point you? Come on. We're on this exercise routine with the Holy Ghost. Building up in faith. We hear the word. We get more faith. Building up. We're building up. We're on this exercise routine so we can prepare for the battles that are to come. One of the verses that has always been intriguing to me is when it talks about you have not because you ask not. Or you have not because you ask amiss. And what I love about the Holy Spirit is when you spend time praying in the Holy Spirit, you're speaking to God. And he's making intercession for you to God. Do you know what that means? When you're praying in the Holy Spirit, you cannot ask amiss. When you spend time praying the perfect will of God in the Holy Spirit, you cannot miss it. Talk about your faith being built up. Knowing that your prayers are heard by the Father because when you speak in tongues, you are speaking to, to God, not to men. That there's things going on that are way above our pay grade that we're praying for that are taking place in the spirit world. That we are fighting a battle that we've been preparing for and building ourselves up in by praying in our most holy face. So that day that that battle comes, we win. We don't cower from the battle. It's okay to be strong in the Lord. There's, a, there's a, a verse in 2 Corinthians. I don't know if we're going to have time to go, so I'll cut you loose here in a minute. 
You guys know uh, what a lot of the church world talks about with Paul's thorn. <laughs> and in 2 Corinthians 12, in verse 9, Jesus says back to him, My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Let me go there real quick. Because I think so many times we get this perception that we have to be kicked in the dirt, that we have to be beat up on, that we have to be uh, just lowly and, and super weak for God to move in our lives. And that's not the picture that's painted at all. Second Corinthians, I apologize if I sent you to the wrong place. Second Corinthians, chapter 12. Verse 9 said this, and said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in my infirmities or my weaknesses, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities or in weaknesses, in reproach, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Same guy. But when Jesus is on the scene, now he is strong. On our own, and that's the whole point of God being our sufficiency. That the places that we are weak on our own, the things that we can't do on our own, Jesus makes up the difference, and therefore those weaknesses now become our strengths. Where I am weak with Jesus, now I am strong. Do you see that? I think so many years I used to read it as, when I am weak, that's probably from the, the Bible, the, the nursery rhyme that we used to sing. We are weak, but he is strong. Who's the he that we're talking about? We're talking about God. We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. Whose image are you made in? Is that spirit weak? Mm -mm. We may not have it all together. And where we miss it, like Paul said, when I am weak with Christ, then I am strong. It's that whole same thing, guys. You are no longer a sinner saved by grace. You are now redeemed. All those sins are paid for, so quit calling yourself a sinner. If you are healed by the stripes of Jesus, you are no longer sick. It's not denying the situation, but it's believing the report of the Lord. And there's a difference. Building yourself up in your most holy faith so when I am weak with Christ, I am strong. Same guy, but Jesus is on the scene. Christ picks up where we miss it. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That doesn't mean that you have to be weak your entire life and just waiting for the Lord to bail you out. He's called you to be strong in him. That verse that Paul was talking about in 2 Corinthians, when I am weak, then I am strong. That when would impose that it's not an all-the-time thing. Do you see that? When I am weak. Not because I am always weak. It's when I am weak. Guys, there's going to be times and situations where you may feel weak, and that's when God is your sufficiency. Guys, we walk with Christ every single day, and he keeps elevating us. He keeps bringing us up and teaching us. We build ourselves up in our most holy faith with the idea that we are not always weak in faith. 
right? God wants us to grow up into Christ Jesus, the head, in all things. He doesn't want to leave us in a babyhood, in a baby state where he has to bottle feed us every single day. There comes a point where you are now, the expectation is that you fight the fight of faith. And that comes with preparation. Guys, there is tremendous power available to the believer through the Holy Ghost. I love when it describes Jesus getting baptized in Luke chapter 4. It says he returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. He was baptized and the Holy Spirit descended on him. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. He goes away when he comes back. He returns in the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 11 says that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is that same spirit that shall quicken your mortal bodies. That same spirit lives in you. God, being spirit-filled and praying in the Holy Ghost are invaluable tools to fighting your faith battle. Whether that's healing, whether that's lack, spend time building yourselves up in faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit makes a difference in our lives. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. Build yourself up in your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. The Spirit makes intercession for us. He helps in our weaknesses. When you pray in the Spirit, you're speaking right to God. Guys, we need the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us in this fight of faith. Pastor Mike has talked about the Holy Spirit leading you into all truth, and he's asked the Holy Spirit to lead, lead him and guide him into all reality. That word truth and reality is what he's talked about. The Holy Spirit will lead you. He will guide you into the reality of your healing. Whatever your faith battle is, build yourself up in faith by praying in the Holy Spirit and expect to be led by the Spirit and you will win this fight of faith for he is faithful that promised. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this night. Father, we thank you that you didn't leave us here alone, that Jesus, you said you would send another comforter, and that Holy Spirit came, and he is available to everyone who will ask. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, God, that he shows us things to come, things that, uh, that we may not know are coming, that he brings them, that he brings all things according to your word to our remembrance, that he is our teacher, that he's one of the ways that we can build our faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. So God, I don't know every situation represented here tonight. But I know that you are the God of more than enough. That you are the God of restoration. That you are the God that has no favorite person over one another. And that the things that you've done for one, you would do for all. So God, whatever the situation is in this room tonight, whatever situations are represented here, God, We've seen in your word that you've done it then. We thank you so much, Father God, for the healing uh, testimony that manifests in my stepmom's life, that the cancer is gone. And God, you are the God that does that. If you did it for one, you'll do it for all. You came to seek and to save the lost. You came and you want all men to be saved. That means delivered, rescued, made safe, made sound, made whole, healed. That is your plan and your will for us, God. So we take hold of that tonight by faith. And we purpose to build ourselves up in faith and give you the glory, God. To not waver, 
to not worry about the report from the doctor, but to be spirit-led in every decision and to trust you above all else. For there is no counsel against the Lord. And your word says that we are healed, that we are made whole. And by your stripes, we were healed. We take hold of that by faith, God, and we purpose to continue to grow in faith and build ourselves up in our most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. Spirit, lead us and guide us into all things. Thank you for your word, God. Thank you that you are the healer and you are the deliverer. Whatever the situation is, God, you are bigger. Victory in the name of Jesus. We love you, Lord. If you can agree with that, would you say amen? Guys, thank you so much for being here tonight. Uh, don't forget that we have Scott Stewart starting this Wednesday at 7 p.m. Then he'll be with us on next Sunday for both the morning and night services. Have a great rest of the week. We love you.